0: Hello and welcome to this special plant-based CN podcast. I'm Anthony Myers. In this episode, we chat to David Greenfeld, CEO and co-founder of Dream Pops, a fast-growing plant-based ice cream and frozen novelty brand that has big plans to compete with giants, Hershey, Mars and Ferrero when it launches a confectionery offering in the United States in 2022. Take a listen. Uh, But first of all, David, I'd like to ask, um, you know, tell us a little bit about Dream Pops, you know, for listeners outside the States who may not know the brand.
1: Yeah. So Dream Pops, uh, you know, started with our first product, which is a a geodesic, geometric ice cream bar, um, a plant-based ice cream bar, and has evolved uh, into a much larger mission, which is to reimagine all confectionery products for the next generation, with all of our ingredients being 100% plant-based. Having a a design driven and a culinary uh, angle in terms of, you know, looking at some of the legacy products and some of these brands that we've fallen in love with over the last few decades and seeing if there are ways that we can, you know, use new ingredients, cleaner foods um, and design to really, um, you know, piggyback off of some of those great products and then really reimagine them for, for folks looking for better for you options.
0: Okay good is it fair to say is it true to say that you are going you're going to go head to head with the with the big guns like Hershey Mars and take on Kit Kats and uh, Reese um Reese peanut butter cups is that-
1: I have nothing but respect for uh for those brands they're my uh-huh. childhood favorites yeah, yeah. um but myself as a consumer and others are looking for uh plant-based options uh-huh. that uh sometimes aren't found from some of those competitors so um I think by by default, you could say that, but I'm not, you know, targeting them. I'm, you know, they 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 make amazing products. And we're just trying to give an alternative to, to folks looking for, for other other options. Great. And where would you where where are you going to
0: position the uh, the new confectionery category? You know, in 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 the aisle. Is it?
1: Yeah. So you know, I like to look at brands like Mars and Ferrero who have frozen and shelf stable products shelf-stable. and teams that focus on them based on the season, right? Because uh-huh. um, ice cream is seasonal in the spring and summer, and chocolates and candies and confections typically in the fall and the winter. And so we're trying to position ourselves the same way. So we've built a real estate you know, a presence in grocery and retail in Frozen. And now you're going to see our products start to pop up in the chocolate aisle, in the candy aisle, at the register. And I think it'll be a nice parity and duality to be able to discover products in Frozen, but also near the register or at end caps where we haven't been able to do so with our Frozen products.
0: Okay, great. Um, let's just rewind a little bit. Uh, where, where, where is Dream Pops uh,
1: headquartered and when was, when was it established? Yeah. So we're about five and a half years old. We're uh, located in Venice, in Los Angeles, California. Oh yeah. Um, we're available in the U.S., in Canada, and in the U.K., um, and primarily in the U.S. and Canada. Um, ma- mainly natural specialty and conventional stores, about 4,000 stores now, and expect that to double uh, for 2022.
0: Okay. And... Right from the get-go, I guess you were plant-based, that's all.
1: You're yeah, plant-based. when we started, you know, it's, it's in our logo, if you look right yeah. here, 100% plant-based. Yeah. So everything we do is, uh, it, it has no animal products. Uh, we will always have 100% plant-based ingredients, typically coconut milk or coconut cream as a base. Uh-huh. We sweet, sweeten the product with coconut sugar. We do not use stevia, sugar alcohols, or alternative sweeteners. Okay,
0: and... Um... In general, uh, for, uh, regarding the plant-based movement, have you been surprised by the growing consumer demand for plant-based? You've been in quite in in a quite at an early stage now, haven't you? But it's just taken off, hasn't it? In the last year or two, definitely.
1: It's wild. When we first went out to to really build this business and meet with investors, um, you know, I would say that we were a vegan or a plant-based brand and have puzzled looks, and yeah. you know, most people didn't really see that opportunity and what we are excited about is there have been amazing pioneers in the food and beverage space uh, in alternative milks, plant milks, alternative meats with plant-based meats, and now we believe there's an opportunity in confection with uh, plant-based confectionery products. And if you look at the data and you look at general search uh, SEO um, and where the world is headed, people are looking for products that are non-dairy and that don't have any animal products in them. And uh, that's, I agree, it's been really exciting to see that evolution.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. I, I'd like to talk about your 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 marketing um, as well, your marketing campaign. You've got a terrific social media presence. Um, you've got terrific organic reach and through organic brand awareness. I mean, that's like, marketing gold dust, isn't it? Um, how have you achieved that? I mean, and, and it's paid off with sales I see have increased 300% in the past
1: 12 months. So um, I think it's about looking at consumer brands as media companies. We see ourselves as a media company and a media channel. And so since even the early days, we've been creating content, You know, putting up one to three organic posts On Instagram and now LinkedIn, TikTok, Spotify, we have a newsletter. Um, We do at least once a week a podcast called Stick With Your Dreams where we're interviewing founders and we're actually going to be launching more episodic content. And what I believe is that we are in the early innings where brands need to perceive themselves as media companies and content engines. And we've been doing this for five and a half years Mm -hmm. and the benefits of seeing that social media compounding. Um, that, that, that has resulted in us getting tens of millions of organic impressions a month. The same that big conglomerates pay, television, uh, pay for television commercials. Yeah. And that compounds when you invest and you build a core content ecosystem uh, that scales a brand very fast
0: wow wow that's a that's, that's great insight and a great advice to uh, any companies listening especially the young startup companies that uh, that have trouble paying for traditional uh, media and advertising and marketing that's a great story um i'd just like to move on as well regarding obviously the pandemic and the and the lockdown and the restrictions hit um, so many companies in different ways. How how did it affect DreamPort? Yeah, you know,
1: we were, we were quite lucky. I think uh, I see a bifurcation of folks who if they did not have retail distribution, um, it was really hard to gain new distribution in the pandemic. However, if you already had some distribution, you could take advantage of the increased consumption, uh, specifically in plant-based and better-for-you products, both through platforms like Instacart, but also uh, through, you know, heavy purchasing uh, behavior. And so... Uh, We were lucky to benefit from that increased consumption in frozen novelties and plant-based products um, and to gain more distribution with great velocities and great turns on shelf.
0: Wow, that's that's great. You're surviving and thriving. Um, uh, Just a couple more questions, David, before we go. Um, A little bit about yourself. What did you do before you
1: co-founded Dream Pops? Yes, I used to be an investment banker uh, for four and a half years, um, I did two and a half in Los Angeles and uh, two in Milan, Italy, um, was doing mergers and acquisitions and private financings for media technology and consumer retail businesses. And uh, learned a lot doing that, but have always been incredibly passionate about food um, and CPG, and knew that uh, you know what I love is, you know quickly realize that you can really do, Net, you can you can have a really amazing net impact uh, in this space you can create healthier foods and you can create great businesses and to be able to do that uh, as a profession you know healthier products in the hands of more people and great businesses that that's a pretty great value proposition and something I'm very passionate about
0: excellent uh, just a couple more what uh, I've got a, a general question now really and um, just with your insights over the last five years and running a successful company uh, like like you are doing um, how do you think cons- cons- how do you think consumers relationship to chocolate or confectionery has changed over the recent years would you say
1: yeah I'm a student of, of confection you know one of my favorite shows is the food that built America and so I've been watching the stories. About Frank and Forrest Mars, Milton Hershey, and I actually think we're going through a very similar period to what happened in the 1920s and 30s, where these businesses were able to to create really powerful legacy brands, um, where consumers in the 20s and 30s had no idea about milk chocolate, um, and you know Milton Hershey, what he what he was able to do through distribution, you know I would equate that to what brands can do now through technology and through uh, digital marketing and social media, and so. Back to your question, I think that dated legacy brands um, have not kept up with the quality of ingredients and what's needed for consumers in present day. And so now if you can create those products that compete with those legacy brands and then add the element of mass communication at scale to that next generation, uh, you can build a successful company in 2021.
0: Absolutely, I, I think you know I, I've seen um, uh, during my time uh, as as reporting on confectionery that you know the the, the big brands are kind of str- struggling to catch up, aren't they, um, with with the new trends, with the uh, with consumer preferences, um, and it's the little startup companies that are really pushing a lot of the uh, the changes in confectionery. Um, I, I would say so. Yeah, I it's it's, it's
1: truly a it's a democratization of being able to pick up a megaphone and speak. To the world yeah. um, that you know, previously big brands had that through distribution and through television commercials and billboards, and that is now accessible to small businesses.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you, David. And final question: we can't leave without asking um, Dream Pops, um, either the frozen desserts or the confectionery. You mentioned that they could they're in they're available in the UK. Will we see them more widely in in Europe um, in in months to come? Do you think?
1: We are exploring opportunities uh, all over the world. The goal is to be, uh, you know, a global player and very excited about that. So I would say absolutely. And, uh, you know, as as we find great partners and, you know, new markets, we we, we absolutely would love to be in every market um, globally. So.
0: David Grenfield, thank you so much for, for your time.
1: Thank you for, for having us and for sharing our story. I really appreciate it.